Hey marketers, this is the Girls in Marketing podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are so excited to get started with the episode. Just before we do, we want to give you a little introduction to who we are and what we do. Girls in Marketing is an e-learning platform and online community. We are on a mission to bridge the digital skills gap and equalize gender seniority in marketing. Right, that's enough chat. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Girls in Marketing podcast. Today we are back with another snack of soothes. We're going to be chatting all about greenwashing in marketing. Now this is something that is somewhat of a hot topic amongst us as people Mm -hmm. and also in the industry as well. It's something that a lot of people I think talk about but people don't really understand or maybe they do but it's just like a massive grey area. I Mm -hmm. think it's one of those things where we're not really sure if companies are greenwashing, if they're not, when you work in marketing, you know, kind of just just everything. So I want to open up the floor to everyone today around greenwashing. What do we think of it? And yeah, what, what's everyone's thoughts on like brands, greenwashing, but specifically maybe more in general and then also in marketing as well? Mm. Yeah, I, I think marketing plays quite a big role in greenwashing for a brand really doesn't it because I guess it's like obviously I'm not saying that the marketers necessarily are the ones who make the decision to express a brand in a certain way and you know if marketers um within an organization or working for a brand are told like this is what we want to say about our business like it's not necessarily their choice but I do think that a lot of how greenwashing is portrayed to consumers is through the marketing of a product or a brand and I guess greenwashing is is it's when, you know, a product or a brand or whatever it is, is kind of made to seem like it's more sustainable, more ethically created, more ethically sourced um, than it actually is in a way that's either like explicitly saying, you know, lying and saying it's this, it's this sustainable or it's this ethical or whatever when it's not, or in a way that's a little bit more kind of deceptive and in like Mm -hmm. a, a way that like, alludes to certain things without giving any concrete facts but just kind of like puts in the consumer's mind that it is more sustainable than it actually is so yeah I think the two kind of come together don't they like marketers you know whether you know intentionally or not like have a role to play in kind of like you Mm. know um the way that a brand is portrayed and its values and everything like that like it's a big part of working in marketing isn't it so yeah I think it's it's a difficult one and I think that you know if you work for an organization that wants to do that I guess you're in a bit of a tricky position as a marketer aren't you really because it's sort of like you know how much say do you actually have about the way that this is done um and if you don't agree with it personally like how, how much of a position are you in to disagree with actually doing that on behalf Mm -hmm. of a brand it's quite hard um and I think definitely you know a little bit later on in the episode like we definitely want to talk about some ways that you know as a brand you can minimize your involvement or minimize like how much you greenwash your products and how you can avoid kind of misleading consumers and making things seem more sustainable than they are but yeah I think um it is a big thing and it's really hard to notice definitely Mm. what are your thoughts as the vegans of the group (laughs) um what are your thoughts on it? I feel like obviously veganism and greenwashing aren't necessarily the same thing, but no. they do overlap same quite a ballpark. lot. Yeah, same ballpark. What are both of your thoughts? Yeah, on? I think it's interesting because greenwashing, we obviously see it from kind of high street brands that aren't anything to do with the sustainability movement, but also I notice it like within the sustainability 
movement as well. So kind of like vegan sustainable brands who are genuinely creating change are also sometimes accused of greenwashing, Mm -hmm. even if they're doing things behind the scenes that you might not realize. An example that I'm thinking of is like a vegan drinks company. This is this is real. Who received investment from a firm mm. who that firm also invested in deforestation in mm-hmm. the Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. So they're a big vegan company doing important things, but actually they received so much heat from vegans and activists and that community, even though it's within that industry and they're doing good, actually they weren't happy about that. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting how greenwashing, it kind of, it, it differs. But mm-hmm. yeah. like in a, it can even happen mm-hmm. um, to brands who are claiming to be yeah. sustainable yeah. and who are actually sustainable as well, doing yeah. good. It kind of affects everyone in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's interesting though, because was that, I don't know whether that was like a smaller company or something, because I know... Well, sorry. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a big, like a, it's a big vegan brand mm-hmm. and you buy them in your supermarket. So it's not kind of a small business who mm-hmm. are being accused of it. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah, big brands. Well, didn't you say it, that was the point of it? And that, I remember you talking about it because mm. you've, you've done some stuff on it, like yeah. um, your dissertation and that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> I know. Um, but you said that the reason that they did that was to kind of make a point that mm. they can invest in companies that, obviously are doing deforestation or whatever, but also in vegan brands. So maybe that's like going against the green because it, it's almost with the greenwash and it's like, is it, obviously when it genuinely is greenwash and it's not good, but yeah. sometimes is it certain brands kind of take on being sustainable? Exactly, like are we, they actually trying? I yeah, because we also obviously see like big influencer collaborations mm-hmm. as well with like high yeah. impact influencers and not so sustainable brands. And a lot of people look at that and think, oh God, that's horrendous. Like mm-hmm. who, that is so unethical. But actually, is it them trying to say, okay, well, we're going to get this high impact influencer because they have the reach to spread this message. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get it from that standpoint. But then if that brand isn't doing it fundamentally behind closed doors, mm-hmm. then that's where the mm-hmm. issue lies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think it's also interesting as well. I think it's a depends on what the brand is because like you said with the vegan brand that it came out that you know they they talk about everything that they do for the environment and stuff and then it came out that there was like investment from this company or whatever I think sometimes as well the brands that are kind of hardest hit by like the people giving them like grief for that sort of thing Mm. are the ones that are like doing actually doing the most yeah it's always the way isn't it it's like I mean as somebody who eats plant-based like I'm much more likely to be questioned on what I eat on my diet and like be picked apart by people than someone who's not just because I think sometimes people just kind of want to not that they want to do it intentionally but I think like anyone or any brand that is doing good people almost think that's too good to be true so they want to catch you out at times I suppose but yeah it's interesting that you know like you say it does it can be anything from you know who their investors are to where they source their products to how much they pay their workers and things like that and I think it's also brands that have like different product ranges that are so varied and like it might be a brand that is like a household name that we all kind of know just like you just kind of know that it's not particularly sustainable and you've heard things about how they don't necessarily pay their production work as well or Mm. whatever it might be and then they bring out this line that's like super sustainable line and their packaging's all like green and it's all like trees everywhere like like plant recycle packaging and and, and (laughs) you know the same people who have like boxed up that packaging are like being paid nothing and it's just and then I think I think that's also when it's sort of like you can't it's that hypocrisy where it's sort of like it's fine to bring out this one product line that you're claiming to be really sustainable but you can't be like sustainable in like 
what like small segments of your company and then like use that to kind of like brush over everything else yeah mm-hmm. you can't really just kind of mask yeah. other stuff with it and often it's them companies that come out with the one sustainable line or it's the one I don't know they do like some sustainable packaging for like however mm. long of a period of time and it's like sometimes it's them companies that don't get questioned more than mm. the vegan companies who are like doing good doing good and like that there and is evidence for it and it's just like well mm, are you actually but it's like no straight yeah. yeah. that is it's so it? weird and, and and the idea in itself of it, it makes me laugh because the idea in itself of, of, of a brand coming out with a line especially to be sustainable it's just unsustainable in itself exactly <laughs> the, the idea of creating one-off like lines and and collections <laughs> is just it's it doesn't work like that it's it, the opposite, it, yeah. that's the very the very notion yeah. of it so it does make me laugh yeah. when people come out with like this is our sustainable line it's like well how much does that cost and it's basically yeah. also then saying this is our sustainable line which is emphasizing that the rest of our stuff's the non-sustainable <laughs> yeah. line. So it's like you're kind of going like in the face yeah. of it. But I'd be interested, Liv, from your perspective, mm. obviously coming from like a psychology background, mm. I think as a consumer, a lot of the really kind of subtle um, kind of deceptions around greenwashing are like to do with things like what we mentioned about colours, like mm. using green, using certain types of like label materials and things like that as a consumer I think it's really easy to kind of see that and be like that must be like really sustainable it must be organic or it must be whatever like what's like how much of an influence do you think obviously I'm not saying you're an expert but what do you think that influence has on consumers I think genuinely color does impact like psychology Mm -hmm. like I think that kind of green brown like earthy those earthy colors are always going to be related to sustainability so when you kind of see like a brand that has you know a brown label and it says like you know, it could say 1% recycled material, but because it's brown, you see it and you go, oh. And then maybe when you read it, you think, oh, it's only 1%. But if they're saying 100% recycled materials and then it has like a little star next to it, like an asterisk. And then on the back it says like, JK, just messing. Like, it's not really, like you might not actually even see that, but Mm -hmm. you're drawn to those. You know, when you go into like a high street retailer and they've got like, a, you know a product line and at the at the top it has like the brown and it says like new sustainable line you're like oh like I walk over there because it's it's the colors and it, it genuinely mm-hmm. is and I think that is something you know those earthy colors relate to sustainability so you're always gonna you're gonna think about that yeah. when you yeah. when you see them yeah I think it's funny what you said about percentages as well because like we said before it's kind of like for a brand how do you determine sustainability like you could think yeah we've done this really sustainably and that might be because you've managed to create a product more sustainably than you did previously and you found a more sustainable way but like what's the standard like Mm. and how do you ensure that your use of percentages isn't deceptive to consumers because as a consumer like what are we like marking these percentages against like what do we personally find an acceptable level level of recycle materials in a product like we don't really know so no, I think like don't. a lot of the time it's brands using numbers figures percentages to their advantage to go oh a consumer would think 75 percent is probably quite good mm-hmm. like you know let's just throw that in there and mm-hmm. like it's actually nuanced by the, these all of these other like as you say asterisks like fine print yeah. Yeah. but they don't need to know that they see that number and go yeah that's great so I think as a brand or as a marketer I think something that you can definitely do is to try and you know prevent yourself from kind of getting into this kind of space of like greenwashing if that's something that is relevant for your business is just trying to really think about the numbers and things that you use to like quantify yeah you know the sustainability of your products like what does it actually mean like is there any sort of standard that you're comparing it to and 
are you, when you actually think about it, kind of deceiving or misleading the consumers by using those numbers? Mm-hmm. Like, are you using them in an honest way? Yeah, it is really interesting. Um, I learned about this, not to get too English language on everyone, but there's this thing called the art of rhetoric, which is essentially like persuasive devices you can use. And we see it all the time in marketing copy. And what you're talking about is called logos, which is logos is Latin, logic, logistic. Mm -hmm. And people will just pack things, pack copy full of um, facts and statistics to persuade people via science and there are no markers for that so mm. it is really interesting to see brands use that technique and I always pick up on it because it's just like a form a device that I learn and I just always see it so it is definitely something to look out for mm-hmm. yeah. and as a marketer like you say make sure that it is honest in some way in yeah. your copy I think that's a, it's so difficult though because we obviously have a lot of people in our community that work for a variety of brands mm. Mm-hmm. Some that maybe are involved in greenwashing, some that maybe aren't. But as a marketer, it's so difficult because what if you're in the position and there may be people right now that are in that position where they have to market a product or a new line or whatever, uh, a service or whatever that isn't sustainable and they're being told by senior management to do a certain thing, to add these percentages, to do all these different things. Mm-hmm. What, what happens then? I think that's always something that, maybe we need to kind of talk about here is as a marketer, if you're at kind of the bottom of the, you know, the pile, if you will, you're the one who's just doing the marketing for someone. You're you're not in a position enough where you can say, I don't really agree with the fact that we're releasing this line of unsustainable products, but we're calling it 100% recycled materials. Mm. But you're the one who has to do the copy. You're the one who has to do mm. the social media. Um, because I, I think there will be a lot of people in that position. And yeah. for me, it's just like making sure that, I mean, we could go into the spiel of making sure you only work for a company that aligns with your values. But sometimes it's like a, this is a it's job. It's not an option for everyone. It's not an option. No, I yeah. definitely think that is, you know, it's that's a privileged thing to be able to do, isn't mm-hmm. it? 100%. And I think, you know, it's it's a question of like personal morals and like how much it conflicts with you. And I totally agree. Like there will be times when there probably will be things that you'll have to do or say that you maybe don't fully agree with. And if you're in a position to kind of take a stand and say, actually, I don't want to do that. And if it means I have to go and find a job elsewhere and you're in a position to do that, then then fine. And it's it's all kind of relative, isn't it? It's all personal and how much it really kind of does conflict with your own views and stuff like that. But yeah, it's hard because not everybody is in a position mm. to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave because I don't agree with you, but I've got nothing else mm. to go to. Yeah, It is It, it is, is really hard and brands yeah. can have that kind of hold on people in that sense, can't they? Yeah. I'd just probably say to people, consider when you take a job, what you might have to do like within yeah. the position. You know, yeah. if you are going to work for maybe a retail brand or a fast fashion brand or something like that, where possibly you will have to do that, you need to think, okay, I need to be willing to to do this. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not, then maybe holding off. Again, maybe a more privileged position. But if you if that is something that bothers you, greenwashing, I mean, unless you are in that position where you can stop it. And there are scenarios where you can do that. You could say, okay, maybe let's like try this or try this angle instead of this. Sometimes there's a way to go about it that's more moral, even though it might not be sustainable. It could be like maybe more moral than kind of misleading. Um, So I, I think there's ways to do it, but just considering where you are working and kind of the content that you're putting out there um 
is is always a really interesting one. We partnered, um, Girls in Marketing partnered with the Sustainable Marketer Manifesto, mm. which is essentially something that they are starting a bit of a movement and they're saying, sign this, not necessarily a petition, just kind of like, I don't know what the word for Manifesto. it. Manifesto. Manifesto, yeah. 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 That's like a commitment, correct. isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's, it's really interesting, actually. Like, if you want to see it, go and check it out. It's called the Sustainability Marketer Manifesto. Um, and essentially, they're kind of, making sure that people are committing themselves to only marketing sustainably. Um, and it's really cool. And what they're doing is great. And I think that greenwashing comes into it a lot because as marketers, they say, and I agree, we have the responsibility of like when we're pushing products or pushing services or new lines or whatever, we're the marketers. We're the ones who are reaching hundreds, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. How do we actually do the marketing and we need to take a stance as marketers to say, actually, no, like we shouldn't be doing it this way. Um, obviously, it does depend on everyone's scenario, but if you have the confidence to do it and you have the means to do so, I, I would say that that's a good way to go. Definitely. And I think that if you are working for an organisation, you feel like sometimes you are in a position where you feel like you're finding it hard to get out of, you know, greenwashing products or making them seem more sustainable than they are then a few things that you can do is like I've said try and be as as honest as possible in the way that you use any figures and statistics Mm. so that you're trying as best as possible not to be deceptive not to kind of make things seem better than they are don't wear things in a way that are kind of confusing or can be misleading like don't just take away the fluff around stuff and yeah I guess just be as concise as possible and don't leave the consumer feeling like wait so are they sustainable or are they not and like how are they sustainable again they're saying they are but I don't get it like Mm. be honest and people genuinely appreciate truth like consumers like truth from brands yeah and if you're not sustainable you don't necessarily have to put on your packaging really unsustainable terrible packaging Mm. but you don't have to claim that you are if you're not like Mm. if you are great but if you're not trying to say that you are can actually have a negative effect if people see through it yeah so and part of the beauty of like being in marketing and like being able to to write copy in that way is also to like you say to be able to tell the truth but mm. in a way that makes people feel like they can trust you mm. and it, it it's about delivering not necessarily you can't always deliver good news you can't for, for example any kind of sustainability reports that it won't always be good but there's a way to write this copy mm-hmm. that makes it seem good yeah and, exactly. and to tell people the truth in yeah. an honest acknowledging in an honest what, way. Where, what where kind of your downfalls are currently but what you are doing as a company to achieve the things that you're trying to do yeah like honesty about knowing what your kind of like flaws are and how you're addressing them mm-hmm. is so much better for a consumer than mm-hmm. just trying to cover them with like deceit yeah, yeah. Really. and that will be the fun of it of the where the creative element comes in to try mm-hmm. and, and craft something that yeah. sounds you know Yeah, I think a brand that's done that quite recently actually is Tala by Grace Beverly. Mm -hmm. So she is obviously, she's vegan and she kind of lives quite a sustainable life um and she I don't know it in and out of her life but as far as I'm aware <laughs> um, <laughs> and um she she said openly admitted and she said Tala's not the most sustainable she actually said Tala the gym wear brand for anyone who's who isn't aware isn't as sustainable as she would want it to be in an mm. ideal world but materials are expensive and we want this to be an affordable product and therefore for it to be affordable it has to the materials have to be cheaper and obviously it doesn't kind of add up Mm -hmm. and 
she's recently been doing kind of some stories on it and like I'm, I'm not sure if she's a YouTube video or something but it's like a long form piece of content somewhere can't remember where I've seen it but it was basically just addressing what they're actually doing to achieve that sustainability element mm-hmm. yeah. but they're not lying like she's not saying we are sustainable she's saying we do the best that we can with the money that we've got mm-hmm. for our market but we could be better yeah. and I think it's that Again, that buzzword of authenticity. Yeah. She's saying, look, like we could be better. Yeah. But we're not quite where we are. Yeah. And that I think that's what yeah, brand I think it that's got really to powerful. And I think that's what I'm missing from from the big high street brands. Mm. That's yeah. what I'm missing from fast fashion companies. Yeah. There's just and massive supermarkets no and manufacturing. That's what I'm missing. It's just mm-hmm. like you're either sustainable or you're silent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think there is a, but, there is a way for these massive companies to say, hey it's not all good, yeah. but we're trying to do this mm-hmm. and please help us kind of thing yeah. and support us in that. Yeah, but I wonder if she feels more confident in saying that because I'm guessing she's saying that on her own like personal mm-hmm. um, like socials and stuff. And I'm guessing if like, I guess like the CEOs of these massive companies that aren't necessarily really sustainable, I guess if they said on their own like yeah. socials, like, but... I think it's maybe just, the slight difference with Tala and with Grace Beverly is kind of how that business is formed and it mm. really did form and like grow to the size that it is off the back of Grace's own following. So mm. like, whereas certain CEOs are so far removed from the mm. organisation that yeah. if they said it, people might not care or see it. Like Grace and Grace Beverly and like Tala are like so closely brand. intertwined. Yeah. Like everything she does is the brand of Tala or Shreddy or whatever it is and like she lives and breathes them and yeah. like her personal brand is that brand as well mm. so I guess it's quite similar isn't it but yeah, yeah I think that like also she's acknowledged that like it isn't as sustainable as it could be but like you said Liv it's sustain as it's as sustainable as it can be at the moment to make it affordable because it's either and it's like she's wanting to bridge the gap between sustainability being completely unaffordable and like the only options being very expensive sustainable products mm. or absolutely really accessible and like inexpensive unsustainable products. So it's mm-hmm. trying to find that middle ground, isn't it? And I'm sure that, you know, mm-hmm. like she said, she's yeah. she's facing issues navigating it, but she's honest. Yeah, and I, and I think it is that element, Kira, like what you said, because mm. she's the CEO or well, the kind of founder of it and the person who like looks after it, essentially she has the power to do that. And maybe it's it's kind of that element of it's time for these CEOs or these people in higher up yeah. positions to make a stand because people on the ground might not be able to, you know, as marketers, we can only do what we can, whether it's crafting copy in a certain way or creating a caption a different way maybe than you would before. But actually it's the people with the, the kind of power that should maybe be making a change if if possible because it's saying okay you know we need to be more sustainable we've done this we've done that and brands have done it and people respect them for it you know innocent is another one like they've said before we we do all these things for sustainability but we're not like completely sustainable like we need to be better and I think it's just people respect that from brands to say you know we could do better but I just think personally, you can see through it when it's a brand who is greenwashing versus a brand that is being honest and open and transparent. Definitely. Right, that marks the end of another great episode. We really hope you enjoyed tuning in today. And if you did, please share with your friends, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify and watch the video version on YouTube. We've got so many exciting things coming. So we really love for you to get involved. See you soon.